Is Shoulder Charge, a rugby league podcast hosted by me, Casey Smith. On the show this week, we're talking PDRL. That's Physical Disability Rugby League, for those of you who don't know. And to do that, my guest is Castleford Tigers PDRL captain, Nick Kennedy. He says the sport has been a life changer. Also, stay tuned for his story about when he was made captain. It's all on Shoulder Charge, a rugby league podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start off then. Uh, tell us a bit about PDRL because obviously it's a relatively new sport to the side of rugby league. So uh, for those who don't know, just tell us a bit about it. So it, um, it sort of got started in Australia. Um, it's played across there. It's basically a variant that's designed to be much more inclusive. So there are there are two um, players that play non-contact. They play normally in red shorts and mark them out as non-contact players. But they obviously tackle with a touch and they're tackled with like a one-handed touch as well. Um, and then the rest of the players play full contact. Um, you can have two able-bodied players as well to help support the flow of the game. But that was something that was brought in sort of at the very start when um, we weren't sure exactly how it would work. Um, but now um, we've sort of progressed past that and we try and not use physical... Uh, able-bodied players and we stick to sort of physical table players because it's PDRL being physical disability rugby league that's what we want to be centered on is, is giving opportunities to people that um, would that struggle to uh, get into teams or, or ever have played the sport um, and so we play on a, a slightly um, narrower pitch because we only play nine aside um, and there's some other like variants to the rules so a knock-on is only a a tackle, not a turnover. Um, forward passes are still a turnover, but it um, it allows for so obviously myself. I've got a, an arm amputation just above the elbow, um, and there's a there's a massive range of different um, disabilities and issues uh, that players have. It can be from upper limb stuff like dexterity or, or not having a limb. So there's players um, that play that have got one leg missing, two legs missing. Um, and um, a massive range of other um, disorders, disabilities, issues. And it's um, it's really great being able to get people, especially people that thought they'd never be able to be out on a pitch, out playing and loving rugby league. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I, I love being part of that and in- inclusivity. And the, the red short non-contact players, um, when you're sort of explaining it in a situation like this, a lot of people might think that it's sort of a, maybe a token gesture or, you know, oh, it's just good to get them on the pitch. But actually, because they can tackle with a touch, they can be absolutely ruthless in defence and they can do so much of your work. And if you, if you use them right and you move around the pitch with, with your red sort players, they're a huge component of a successful team. Um, and some of the, the most successful teams in PDRL at the minute um, are the ones that really use their red short players really smartly and really well to have a massive impact on the game. So it's, it's not just... Um, it's not just inclusion for inclusion's sake. Like they, um, everyone's got a huge part to play within within a game. Um, so it, it, it's great to be part of. Yeah, and obviously you just mentioned that the tactics are going to differ quite a lot from yeah. traditional rugby. So 
you know, f- when you're first starting out, say you you just a rugby league, you know, you're interested in rugby league and you've not looked at PDRL and say you want to get involved in it and it might take a bit of, you know, getting your head around all these different... Yeah, it does. So from like a, from like a fan's point of view, when they come down, it does, apart from being confused why it's not going to turn over when there's a knock-on, it does look very much like conventional yeah. rugby league. But when you're playing, um, there are also... Because um, we are a new sport, the rules are still a little bit in flux. They're sort of getting dialed in and, and fine tuned and things. So there's, there's, um, we, we're still working on how best to do things at marker and whether. Because in my first ever game, um, I actually got injured um, and came off, but was raring to go back on. And uh, went as a red short player, um, and you were allowed to go to marker as red short. But one of sort of my things, I'm quite quick. Um, from Red Shaw, I just pushed the entire team back from Mark because I was just nipping around and just, just touching them every time. But that, it, it wasn't necessarily exactly how you should be playing in yeah. the league, and it, did, it sort of um, had maybe a bit more of an impact than it should have. Um, so the rules have um, the rules have sort of been been tweaked to maybe you shouldn't be having Red Shaw at marker, or there's a little bit of a delay before you can move off at marker to allow so. For instance, myself to give me time to um, get the ball up, and you can't be you can't be tackled from um, from the breakdown until you've stepped off. So you've got you've got that second to compose yourself, um, and it's just just little things. When you come to play, it does normally take the lads or girls because it's open to men and women. Um, uh, you know, like a week or two just to just to dial into the changes. But yeah. when people come and watch it. They often like one of the most common things is how big the hits are um, and how flowing a game and like uh, like a good spectacle it is to watch because it's like, I know there are no there's been no scrums for a little bit but we never have scrums and things like that so it's, it's and with the the knock on just being a tackle it's just sort of it's quite helpful either it's it's it's, it's constant action. Yeah, and going back to like growing up and that, uh, were you always involved in sport, or like what did you want to do when you were growing up? So sport, yeah, um, but rugby league, no. Um, so I get quite a lot of stick from this for lads, but I was a, a football player growing up, <laughs> yeah. and then I did a little bit of yeah, um, and played for Castleford on, from the wrong side of the Pennines as well for them. So, the, uh, <laughs> so I get a lot of stick for that as well. Yeah. Um, but the um, uh, but yeah, I played played football growing up, and then played a little bit of rugby union in college, but nothing nothing massive. And it was um, a friend of a oh, sorry, a work colleague's brother that plays for Leeds at PDRL that kept mentioning you're quite active, you're quite sporty. Um, I was a, a fitness instructor um, for five years as well, um, so I'd always been been sort of quite active in general. <clears throat> but they mentioned like, you should go and try, you should go and try. I don't really know much about rugby league. Like, I, I very vaguely knew the rules sort of thing. I was like, no, like, it's not for me. I'll just carry on playing, like, my bits of five-a-side with the lads and things. Um, but then, just one day, just, no, you know what? Let's 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 go and have a go. And I, I went to my first training. I was expecting it to be, like, quite a big gap between me sort of emailing them and being like, oh, come down in a few weeks. Maybe there'll be a, you know, a bit of paperwork to fill out. Or I've I'd, I'd not really done disability sport. I'd just played sport in like sort of conventional things before so they're like oh no there's a training tomorrow night come down I was like oh, oh, oh <laughs> I, I've been planning to do a bit of training and watch a few games 
right, right, okay. Oh, also, there's a game on Saturday. It's like two days' time. <laughs> oh, 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 right. Um, well, I'm in now, so, yeah, cool. Um, so I went down. Um, I, had a, I had a great first game. Like I mentioned a little earlier, I did get injured when I got tackled into one of my mates' knees and sort of hurt my shoulder quite badly, but the... Um, managed to talk him into letting me go back on and, and play as red shorts. I just loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, I got like man of the match in the first game, and then for the second game, I was made captain because it was only my first game was Castleford Tigers PDRL second game, so it's still like a very very new new team. Um, and I've not looked back. Just rugby league has, has completely won my heart. Like the way the teams are with the community. Um, the way you can just like bump into the players and they're down to earth, they can have a chat, they come down to training, like just everything about it, like the fans, everything, it's just been great. So I've, I've, I've not regretted it. It's one of the best moves I've ever made is is um, sticking my toe in and coming to that first training. Yeah, and obviously the sport, for people with disabilities, like, you know, maybe growing up they think, I can't be a sportsman or anything, so it's it's you know a sort of a life changer for people to to know that they can actually do what they want to do. Yeah, so there's there's um so now we've got um, an England team being made for the World Cup in uh, in October, and we've had our first training session um, a couple of weeks ago now, and there's there's players in that, and there's players in my team, and across all the the PDRL teams that have been sort of diehard rugby league fans from like um, like before they could walk and stuff and, and, and they, they love it and they just just never thought they could step foot on a, a rugby pitch and it just was never going to be for them and it, it's amazing to give them the opportunity and but for me like I've, I've had mental health issues with, with losing a limb and you, you find most disabled people will have will have had mental health issues at, at one time or another to different severities and it, it just gives you, it gives you a target. It gives you something positive to be involved in. And I can't, I just can't recommend it highly enough. Like, even if you've got no sporting background, if you've got no rugby league background, whether you're, um, uh, like, because it's for kids, men, women, everyone's welcome. There's a part for, um, there's like a part to play for everyone. So I just think it's, it's such a positive thing to be part of that um, I can't, um, I can't sort of shout from the rooftops enough about it and people like yourself giving it, it coverage is just great to try and because people will be sat at home never having heard of it and the main way we get players is like how I, I was recruited a, a friend mentioned it to a friend and always, or like my auntie saw this would you be interested and, and then they come down and there's not many people that come to a training and don't come again like yeah. when, when people come they, they might not necessarily become sort of first team players and, and but they come to train and the environment's great, like because you can have in a disability team, you can have what a lot of p- disabled people might have missed. Is that, is that like banter and taking the mick out of each other? Whereas if you go and play in a conventional sport, whether it's football, rugby, people sort of are, can be a little bit uncomfortable. They don't know how to approach you. They don't know what's where the lines are, what you can yeah. say. Whereas in a, in a disability team, you can just get a much more natural experience and, and it's great all the lads like every team are, are super tight within their squads they're all really good mates and then when we have when we have our festivals and stuff and you, you get to have a, a social with the other teams there's loads of friendships across all the different teams it's just a overall fantastic environment yeah so um 
you know when you was when you started how how um how long was it before you was made the captain uh, so it was my second game um i think it was because the games um back then in the first season they were sort of it was all friendly based so there wasn't a, a league structure set up then so it was just sort of when you arranged and there weren't as many teams then either um so i'd say it was probably about a month or so of, of time but it was yeah it was my second game but i'd sort of i'd done um captaincy roles in other sports so i'm quite happy with sort of putting my shoulders back and and, and trying to take the lead on the pitch a bit um but it was i i actually was, was quite worried when the uh, the coaches came over to ask me is the um tackling isn't my strongest suit with having half an arm but i, I just sort of go into the contact as hard as I can and hope that I take off as much momentum and, and um, like hang on for dear life and hope, hope I bring them down. Um, but in, in training the week before, one of our bigger lads was steaming straight at me and I'd done the exact same. I just hit him as hard as I could and it, it turns out I broke one of his ribs. Um, he's, he's, one, he's, he's one of my best mates in the team now. He's a massive lad compared to me. Yeah. And uh, it comes up quite a lot. And I was like, well, mate, if you... Uh, if you don't, if you don't get doing those sprints, you know, I'll, I'll pop another win again. <laughs> um, and the, the coaches brought me over, and, and they, they took me away from the lads. And they were having, we just have a quick word. I was like, oh, like I didn't mean to it. I was, just, I was just trying to bring you down. Oh, they're going to give me, they, they're going to let me tell me off for this and stuff. And I'm like, wanted to have, a, we wanted to just have a quiet word with you because we didn't know how you'd feel about. it. I was like, oh no, have I ruined this for me? Like, <laughs> Wondered if you'd be interested in in sort of leading out the team and be captain. Oh God, yes, absolutely. That's great. <laughs> the thing from from me thinking is like, oh, maybe, maybe I've uh, maybe I've overstepped. I've got too excited. I'm not welcome anymore to <laughs> captain. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. Cracking lads, absolutely beyond it. <laughs> yeah, they they were probably impressed with the, the the fact that you broke his rib rather than the opposite. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what position do you play then? So it's a bit, um, it's a bit more sort of looser framework in PDRL because you don't, you don't because there's, there's only nine on the pitch as well. Um, I sort of tend to float around centre. Right. I uh, I can't. I'd, I'd probably make quite a good winger, but I, I can't be stood out there for that long. Yeah. I, uh, I just gravitate back towards the action more and I want to, I want to be carrying the ball. I want yeah. to be putting in the hits and stuff. So, um, so sort of outside centre is probably probably where I am. But because the, um, because the way the game plays, we sort of, when you're moving the ball around, you're trying to avoid their red shorts. So it um, it doesn't really make for sort of a, a backs and forwards quite as much as, as conventional rugby league. So you, yeah. you do take that and you, you look, you play what's in front of you. So you look if they've got, so you'll 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 move players left and right depending on where their red shorts are, where their biggest tacklers are. So it's um it's a lot more uh, sort of fluid and dynamic, or a lot more a, a bit more fluid and dynamic maybe than um, the sort of conventional like Super League when you when you watch it. Yeah. So tell me if I'm being too intrusive or anything, but how how did it how did your injury happen? No, no, that's fine. I know it's a, it's a question that most people <laughs> want to ask. But, um, it was in a, a road traffic accident, so um, I was lucky. A friend I was with um, was a medical student and was able to sort of um, basically save my life. Um, he, he sort of gave me first aid on site to make sure that I survived. 
the, the sort of the initial accident. Um, so it could have been it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And uh, I've also got sort of a, a skin graft on my knee from the same um, incident. And when I woke up in hospital, I didn't know my arm was gone. Um, so sort of didn't realise until I was told, and that was that was quite a shock. And then thought, then realised I couldn't move my leg, and thought that maybe my leg had been amputated. Um, but they came in and said, "Oh no, your um, your leg, your leg will heal. Um, it'll it'll take a bit of physio, but you'll be able to do what you did on it before." And uh, I can only say with sheer terror, thinking that I'd lost both an arm and a leg. And yeah. I said, like, Wait, come on, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be all right. <laughs> I've got I've got my legs. That's that's <laughs> we're a step up. Now. Um, so it's um, I've 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 done um, bits where I've talked to other amputees and stuff, and you you sort of you you figure out you can handle your issue. So most leg amputees will say, "Oh God, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever manage with a, with losing an arm." But I don't know. How I'd ever manage with losing a leg, and you just you just got to make the best of what you've got. Um, it's not to say that there aren't incredibly hard times like the. Um, with mental health, physical health, um, the PDRL has been great for me as well because it's got me in the gym a lot more. I have um, muscle wastage on my right hand side because I obviously don't use my right arm, um, so that led to a lot of back issues and things. But getting in the gym and I've got this um, sort of space age looking carbon fiber prosthetic now that I can do stuff with, and I've got straps and I've got gizmos that mean I can I can deadlift, I can I can bench press, I can do stuff that that has really helped with my health. Um, so it is, like, disabilities aren't great, but they're not the end of the world. Like, you can always, anything's achievable if you if you want to go for it, and there's a support out there for people to, to go for anything, and it's, like, PDRL, for me, has been life-changing. I think for most people that have got involved with it, 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 I could never have imagined representing my country. That's the kind of thing you dream about, you know, when, you, when you're 9 and 10, and you're yeah. a little bit old, you realise, yeah, you... You're probably not going to be in like the starting eleven for football or, or, or pulling on the, the, the rugby jersey as an England. And now it still doesn't feel real. But I'm in an England training squad, like to represent my country. Like in in a, in what is only a few months. It's, yeah. It's legitimately, what teams are made of. Yeah, uh, and obviously you mentioned that. So, um, like from playing just for Castleford, like. Uh, how did you know? When did they first start coming around? Like, what what happened? Yeah, so it's it's been a bit of a weird process because um, the PGRL at domestic level is very open. Um, the level of disability you require to play as a disabled player is intentionally very low. So you you don't need to be a double amputee to play. You don't need to have really high level cerebral palsy or something like that is we've kept it open to be as welcoming as we can to everyone and also we need players like it'd be no good setting the bar super high and then you know ac- across the north of england there's there's eight people that qualify we need want to be growing the sport and yeah. there's, there's a few teams coming um this season as well um whereas for international they wanted to set um a higher bar and to try and make it uh, sort of fair is quite a strong word, but try and make it a more even playing field sort of thing. Because at the minute, in theory, you could have, you know, if you put nine players out that had a very low level of disability against nine players that had a very high level of disability, yeah. the game's only going in one direction. Yeah. And it, that isn't the way the game works, because no one's, no one's done that. It's Everyone's got sort of a, 
a reasonably even mix which keeps games competitive. But international, you know, when things get get up that extra notch, so it took it needed it needed a, a more um, detailed um, uh, like categorization system, and it it's quite complex even for players that have played for a while to wrap their head around. But it took the international rugby league a while to to do that, and the, the different countries had their different views on it. So it everyone sort of wanted their version, and and it got put in. And then we had we went for so basically they then sent out messages to all the clubs to go to medicals and you get assessed with a with a physio and they they talk to you about your disability they do some like checks on your mobility or your joints you do um, some other um, sort of it was like dexterity and, and speed tests and they, they grade you and for international you come out at A B or C and you have a sort of a certain number of A players a certain number of B and a certain number of C on the pitch at any one time so that got done. And then we were expecting, like everyone else, the World Cup to be last year. <laughs> yeah. uh, and actually, for PDRL at least in our, our our area, it's actually probably worked out better for us the delay because um, Ireland have stepped up and said they'll put in a team. It's given us um, a bit more of a time frame just to get some more trainings in and and um, and, and sort of build a team. Because I said that the first training was only a few weeks ago. Um, which was, it was fantastic. Um, we had one planned in December and it, it got cancelled because of a few issues. And then you, you're coming up to it, you're thinking, oh, like COVID spiking again, it isn't going to happen. Um, but we, we got it done and we, we went out there and it was great to get out with the lads. We had talks about what it means to be an England player. Um, we had um, some like a sort of, wellness training sort of making sure we're looking after ourselves with like stretches and mobility and stuff that that we're making sure all the squad get to the world cup you know we're picking up injuries <laughs> and then getting field and actually playing some rugby together was just just cracking um but yeah there's there's at the minute there's 24 men in the well, is men but um women could qualify um 24 players in the squad and that'll be cut down to 20 for the actual tournament squad, but there's nothing to say that the from the group that were there a few weekends ago that there aren't new players coming in because uh, like I think I mentioned it really briefly, there's the Salford and there's uh, Bradford Balls that are both setting up teams. I think there were one or two that are, are looking at it but are, are struggling for numbers. Where I think Bradford and, and Salford are open to be playing in in PDRL Super League this season. Um, so when they when they get their players together, every most teams will have at least a couple of new players as well. Like there's nothing to say that they don't don't make it into the England squad, because you've, you've also got Ireland, Wales, and Scotland that are all really looking for players. Because um, England have sort of had the first pick. We we've got the league. We've got the, the majority of the players, yeah. whereas Scotland, um, Ireland, and Wales don't have PDRL teams. Um, so they're sort of picking up players from our league that qualify and then going out in, obviously in their own countries, um, doing bits of, of media to anyone that maybe played union or um, plays conventional rugby league but has a disability to, to try and get them down. So any, anyone with with any bits of heritage of, of any of the <laughs> any of the nations is, is in with a shot of representing their country. So it's yet another reason to, even if, you, if you're not sure, get down to your local club, give it a go. And, and like I said, there's, there's not many people that come down that then go, oh, you know what, this isn't for me. Like, yeah. 
come down and, and you get you really get into it. Yeah. Even if you've never or or, or don't think of yourself as a sporty person, is 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 like it is cracking. Yeah. Uh, so who's the team to beat then in terms of the World Cup? Um, it's a it's a real unknown. Like you'd have you'd have to say yeah. that England have got a really really strong squad. <laughs> it's obviously been going a um, a bit longer in Australia and New Zealand, um, and um, New Zealand I think I've I've blanked on his name, but but they've got an ex um, All Black oh, playing for them <laughs> who lost yeah who lost a leg in a motorcycle accident. Um, so you know like be one of them especially for players like me that sort of have a bit of a sidestep and speed <laughs> he got a walk that maybe his, his leg slowed him down and I can just get away from him <laughs> um, uh, but it's, it's you, like, there's, there's videos on YouTube of the of Australia and New Zealand playing and stuff and you look at that well yeah I'd, I'd fancy my chances there like <laughs> we've got players like it's um, it's just because you've never and there's not been a lot of activity during Covid because disability sport a lot of the players were maybe a bit of a higher risk as well, so you, you've got to have that as a consideration. That there was, um, it was called off for a bit longer than than um, the community game and, and things like that. So it's, I don't know, but, but England as a, a home country with the quality that we've got. When you see like, you've got to be, I personally, you've got to be backing backing us for for doing yeah. something pretty pretty special. And it's is that chance as well. If if we win. Uh, a World Cup on home soil, it'll just lift the sport again and get more people to know about it and more people involved. And that's the more we can get into it. That's my like. If if I could like have my wish for when I when I do hang up my boots or whatever, if if the sport was double or triple what it was now, that'd just be it'd be amazing. And it's why like um, I cycled from Castleford to uh, London for the um, uh, Challenge Cup final, and you know got mentioned on a few like local news team local news things and uh, Adam Hills who plays for Warrington gave us a shout out and it's it's like coming on programs like this anything yeah. I can do to try and uh, shout from the rooftops and get get a couple more people to know and enjoy yeah. um what is what my what my aim is um because it is it is so great which I know I'm probably like a bit of a parrot on that but now <laughs> no it's all right um so it it being held in Warrington as well that the fact that yeah. it's in England is going to make it even bigger. Yeah, um, and it's—I'm um, not sure exactly when it's actually going to be for us. Right. The, the, um, the original uh, program didn't have Ireland in it, so they've got an extra team to factor in now. Which I think the way they plan the game wouldn't work with that extra team, so they're probably going to have to come come up with something else. But the the final will be a, a, a men's. World Cup game, so it'll be as like a curtain raiser. Yeah. So like I, I've played at Old Trafford before. God, what's that now? Um, two years ago, three years ago. Um, <laughs> it all COVID all merged. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Played, yeah, we played as a curtain raiser at Old Trafford um, against Wakefield. We didn't get the result, um, but it was an amazing experience getting out there on a pitch like that on that stage. Phenomenal. And then playing in a World Cup, like obviously, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get to get to the final. Um, it's it, like I was saying earlier. It's it. I at times it just doesn't feel real because it is like a usual. I, I am. It's and we joke. I've been I've been saying it loads. Basically, yeah, anyone that stands near me, I'm actually uh, I'm an international athlete. Now. <laughs> but it, it's, it is true. Like, yeah. But it's insane. 
it's such a crazy um, reality that yeah, like getting the the, the um, training kit through the post and you open it up, it's like we've all bought England shirts and England and like cast kits and stuff. But when it's when you've earned the shirt, and you, you're actually a member of a squad. It, it it's unreal. It's yeah, like it's such an honour. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. And so you're from Lan- whereabouts in Lancashire are you from? Uh, Blackpool. Right. So how do you how do you come over to Castleford then? Um, so basically, I went to um, Leeds for uni, right, and then to leave uh, West Yorkshire, and I was living in Pontefract um, when um, my uh, like work friend suggested PDRL to me, um, and all I did was just Google who had teams and who was closest, and I was. So whether a mile closer to Castleford than Wakefield, and um, sort of nothing against Wakefield, they're they're a good team and they're, they're great lads. I get on really well with them. But I'm so glad I went to Castleford. The the way the team is, um, the coaches that we've got, um, the opportunities I've had with it, um, it was um, a lucky choice. But I'm so glad that's the uh, that's the way the sort of the roulette wheel spawn and I um, and where I ended up. Yeah, it, it was just. Oh well, Google Google Maps, which is closer. Yeah, cool. All right, I'll drop them an email. But they're the great team, um, a great team to be part of. So I couldn't I couldn't have asked them for more. Be part of Castle for Tigers. Yeah, uh, and so um, you finished third last year. Um, are, we, are we any closer to finding out uh, when it's going to be on this year? Um, I really wish I could tell you yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not it's not quite there yet. So talking to the guys that that run it as part of the RFL because they were at the England training, the fixtures are sort of there or thereabouts, but then they go out to the uh, foundations and just confirm them and make sure there's no uh, conflicts and things because the guys that run most of the teams have other jobs at the club, so you you don't necessarily want to be trying to put on a big PDRL festival with all the teams coming when you've got a Super League game that day and things. Uh, So it's... I think it will be released very soon because I think we're 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 really there, and hopefully now as well with the World Cup, all the the different foundations because they run run the teams, the Super League foundations, seem to be really pushing and the clubs as well, giving us a bit more media attention and pushing us out in the challenge. So hopefully, whatever team you follow, you'll be seeing you know a few social media posts, a few comments here, and I'm sure Adam Hills is presenting on um, Channel Four yeah. for the. I'm sure he'll be dropping a few mentions of PDR <laughs> yeah. um, when he's getting his airtime on that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure for anyone that does want to come down, because I think we're also trying to work to tie in with the women's game, maybe. And we did play as curtain raisers at, at men's games and stuff. So it's, again, great for the profile. And so sort of what I want for the sport is you look at where the women's game's got now, and we're, we're a bit behind that. And he's wanting to try and sort of follow their, their trajectory and their success. And um, if you know, if we can piggyback a little bit off when they've got all their spectators, yeah. being someone someone stays behind and watches us, or, or like the same for a men's game, it's um, it's sort of a win-win, I think, for the whole sport to to have a different thing for people to watch because it's everyone that watches is, is normally really impressed with it, and it's yeah, it's it's a good watch. It's it's big. It's like seeing what you can do with the ball and how the, the quality of the game that we play is like. A, much higher than a lot of people maybe expect before they come and watch their first one. Yeah. Uh, so, are you? I'm assuming you're aiming for first place then this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we were. Um, we were. I think disappointed would be somewhat of an understatement. Last year there was um, 
the league, the the cancellation games had a lot of impact on the final standings. Because um, if a game was called off, you got a twenty-six point win. Um, we played most of our games, and some other teams didn't. And just the way it was unfortunate with the way COVID impacted on it. Um, I think we feel if everyone, if we'd have played all the games, I think we'd, we'd have hoped we'd have been, you know, a place or two higher. Uh, but it is, it is the way it is. Everyone played as many games as they could. Um, it was just a, just a nightmare for everyone, wasn't it? Trying to trying to get things going and um, and get things played. But no, definitely we're uh, we've we've strengthened the, the squad with a couple of new players, um, which I'm really excited for. Um, see how they they perform. And uh, we've got one lad who's well, he played his first game in the last game of the season, and like, he was a little bit. Or, or when he, he was getting sort of pushed out to the wings a little bit because he wasn't sure exactly where he needed to be and, and, and how to go about the game. But as, even as that game went on, you could see him picking it up. And I think he'll be a real like, bonus for us in the season coming. Um, and every year, like, the coaching staff we've got, aren't, we, we don't go to training just to you know run a few laps, do a few passing down the line, and jobs are good and everyone go home. Like, they're really pushing our skill level, and uh, every team is. If, if you were, you just get left behind the um, the increase in skill and, and the level of play that we deliver each year is increasing and in, in quite big bounds as well. Like it's it's really jumping forward each year. So the there's there's a constant constant push. Like I, I'm actually on holiday this week, but I've been I've been doing hill reps. I've been doing um, circuit sessions. Like preseason doesn't stop just because you're somewhere where there's sun and you're yeah. to the team. And it's it's everyone's everyone's committed and wants to. Um, we, we don't want to be third next year, so yeah. the castle for like that, that much. Yeah. All right, man. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for having us on, and it, it's great with um, people with reach and stuff. Give us give us a bit of a shout out and stuff. Yeah. Giving a, a episode is awesome, so I can't say say thanks enough. That's all right, mate. Good story to tell. Cool. Well, that's it for this week. As you can hear from the music in the background, I'm not where I usually am. I'm actually on holiday at the moment, and the music's coming from the pool bar, which I'm going to be returning to very, very shortly. I've only come on just to tell you what's coming on next week. So uh, on next week's show, we've got Ben Reynolds on. Uh, He's having a pretty good season at the moment. Scored a few tries against uh, York yesterday, it was. Um, Yeah. He's not played many games recently in in the last few seasons for injury and whatnot, but he's back now and he's determined to get Lee back into Super League. So join me next week for that. <laughs>